I'm Dwayne Brummett, he's Ali Albarigo, and this is the School Owner Talk Podcast. Hello, Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Albarigo, SchoolUnderTalk.com. Allie, great to be with you, sir, and I'm excited about uh, today's podcast. So why don't you uh, fill us all in so that we, you know, we know that we're not talking about pole dancing. Nope, I got you on mute. Let's start over. All right, that that's not the topic. I said, yeah, let's, right. let's go on to something else. But um, we have a whole hour packed of some legends in the industry, martial artists, business people, and we're starting right off. We have our special guest is uh, Toby Milroy right here, and you were just saying some really nice things about him. Why don't you just kind of tell everybody how you're, you know, what you're saying? Well, I know, yeah, I know Toby. Oh, gosh, how long's it been, Toby? But it's 10, 12, 15 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little while. <laughs> no, just you know, where when you know we were little, uh, just uh, little school owners hopping from different you know uh, event to event and building a relationship, and then just to see where you you know where you've rocketed off in uh, in your businesses, you know, for yourself. I'm just I told you off camera. I'm 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 proud of you. So. I, I appreciate it. it, it you know, I, I think I think you know, like the 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 passion I think that we all have for the martial arts and what it can do for people. Um, I think that is this is it extends to business. It's the same thing. So I think it's just something that's going to consume the rest of our lives. So uh, you were kind of fan, you were kind of fangirling it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was still hoping we were doing, we were doing the pole dancing thing. So I, yeah, exactly. So be so sideways. I don't know. I have so many people coming on. We have like little 10 minute segments. Can you give us like for 2022, maybe give us a few really quick, solid tips in your opinion that either schools need to do that they should stop doing or whatever. Just tell us your thoughts on that. So we have a few minutes to pick your brain and uh, we'll have everybody else give their opinion as well. So what are your thoughts? You deal with people all day long. Yeah. So, well, so, you know, we actually just talked about this yesterday. I did about an hour on like six things. I think that martial arts school operators should be doing right now at the end of the year. Right. right. And maybe we should just review that. I think it may, yeah. you know, it seems to make sense. So, you know, many martial arts schools are closed to some degree these last couple of weeks of the year and leveraging that time is something I think that's very useful for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. And so these six things actually go to seven, but the, these six things were things that I've seen, that certainly I know I do here with our team at AMS. We have about 50 people here on the team right. uh, uh, that, you know, that we're you know, trying to keep motivated and, and keep moving forward. And then obviously in the martial arts school, it's something I did for many years there too. And, and I've also talked to folks like you guys and, you know, most of the folks that you would consider to be, you know, leaders in the industry. And I found some commonalities there, things that they right. all do too, you know? Right. So I've kind of integrated that into my like end of the year routine or ritual kind of deal. So, yeah. So these were six things. So I, I, 10 minutes, I don't know what the hell to do. So okay. th these were the six things that I thought, you know, really made sense. Number one was, you know, reward your staff really well. Right. And my premise on that is for any business in a growth, in growth phase, the team is the ball game period. Right. right. It's all about the team. And in a martial arts school, you might only have one or two or three or whatever the case is. But I think that this is an area that we miss a lot in this niche. Uh, we really, I think we really want to take really good care of our team members and we really want to express that to them, you know, this time of the year is the time, right? But in creative and cool ways that they, that, that might have some sticking power, right? Right. So number one was reward the staff really well. It doesn't have to always be monetarily, but that certainly helps, right? Yeah. Uh, 
Two, number two was deliberate resting time, right? So whatever it is for you that's therapeutic, for what, whatever it is for you that's restful, um, I think I talked about family time, specifically scheduling out quiet time, specifically scheduling out nothing time, right? Those right. were kind of three of the things I think that that were useful, uh, uh, are always useful for me. Because if I don't schedule it out, it ain't going to happen. The phone's going to ring. Somebody's going to be wrong on the internet, and I'm going to have to argue with them. You know, something like that's going to happen, right? So number two was deliberate. That's, rest, del that's deliberate. Allie. That's Allie. <laughs> <laughs> but they're wrong. Uh, de deliberate rest time, right? Uh, number three was um, one of the things I, I love doing. I hate preparing for it, but I love doing it is at the end of the year, we always have like a little staff development slash staff training boot camp. Mm -hmm. So we typically block out two days, three days. Here, here at AMS, I'm actually doing five days, two and a half and two and a half days uh, for different teams uh, where, where, we, where we stop everything else, right? Everything else stops. The phone's off the hook. The internet's unplugged. The lights are off. We might be in the school. We might be offsite but we're just focused on training and development, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so that's always been a really useful refocus uh, time for me. Uh, we also use it a little bit to develop some staff. So we'll bring leadership members in and things like that who could be good staff members, you know, uh, and give them a few days of really intensive training. Uh, so I, I think that, that, that you can accomplish a lot nine to nine, mm -hmm. you know, or nine to nine to 12 or something like that. You can get a lot done in, in, in just a couple of days, a few days. So I think that, that was number three. So number four, it, obviously, everybody's going to do this anyway, but but for me, I have to deliberately schedule out and block time out for deliberate planning. Uh, uh, we gave some tools and tactics on that. Okay. I, really like, uh, I really like the, I think I stole from Stephen Oliver, in fact, who I think is on later, but the blank legal pad concept, right? right. Just sitting down with a blank legal pad, forgetting everything that you know, forget everything, every reality, forget them all, and draw on paper what the school should be. Forget right. what it is. What should it be? What are the objectives? Start from zero. Go from there. Mm -hmm. We also talked a little bit about zero-based thinking, which is kind of the opposite of that, where you reconsider every decision you've made uh, and knowing what you know now, what would you do differently, right? We also talked a little bit in the planning stages about um, uh, analyzing what worked well and do more of that, analyzing what didn't work well and stop or kill it, kill it or fix it, right? Uh, sometimes we get fixated on patterns of behavior and we don't interrupt those patterns. So that was number four. Number five was, uh, and for me, I love this. This is like so refreshing for me. For me, this is this is energy, right? Is deliberate time to to learn new things. Read, learn, grow, right? You, you know, the, our neurology thrives on stimulation, right? Our yeah. brain atrophies if it's not used, just like a muscle. So for me, I block out time deliberately just to read a couple of new books or yeah. I have I have five or six on the shelf that I always reread every year. Right. And when I have three or four new ones, I add, you know, Satya Nadella's book I added this year and, you know, a few things like that I, I, yeah. I, I want to get to. Um, and then number six was uh, I think it's really important that we take personal responsibility for our staff success. We can't take responsibility for all their actions. Right. But in my view, we have to give them every tool at our disposal and every opportunity at our disposal. So I like to sit down with each and every staff member one-on-one -on -one and in small groups and help them review their goals, help them plan their goals out, help them plan their year. I do one, five, 10, 20, 50 legacy, right? Help them plan their, their chunks out like that. Uh, help them with their retirement planning, help them with their, you know, their, their financial, you know, spiritual leisure, whatever it might be, all these goals. Um, and then since I promised six, I always promised to over-deliver. I actually did seven, which is, you know, always be focusing on the big rocks, right? right? And we did the little Steve Covey video. 
keeping the important things the important things. It's too easy every day for us to get bogged down in, in you know, the minutia. So this time is a great time to turn all that stuff off and help everybody focus on what's really important. Uh, right. You know, new students, retaining students, you know, growing the business. Um, so anyway, those were my six big items uh, yeah, in that, 10 minutes or less. I don't know how we, the hell that happened. We could pretty much just close up the call, the show right now. <laughs> because that, you know, there's every one that you mentioned, I would think that a lot of the successful people that are going to join us in a little while will probably have some of them. Yeah in there. And I think though, that isn't it interesting though, Toby, maybe give us one last final thought on this is that how so many schools miss these things, right? Or even at the end, focusing on the big rocks and they miss those things. You know, I, I do a lot of coaching and I often tell people what I think they could work on and they'll say, nah, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm too busy right now. You know, that kind of thing. So uh, it's tough, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think the biggest cancer is being busy, being busy. Right. Exactly. And, and I'm, I'm like, a horrible, a horrible example of that. I've got, you know, on any given day, I'll have maybe six different entities reporting to me and they right. all need help. So what, you know, what do I do first? Right. You know? And it's super, super, I have, you can't see it, but I have a huge poster on the side of my wall over here. It's 240 minutes. Okay. You guys know the 240 minutes analogy? Uh, okay. yeah, yeah, tell us. I think it was Harvard Business Review, but they, they, they interviewed something like, you know, the hundred most wealthy people in, 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 the, in the world and sort of try to detect patterns in their behavior. And if you look at the 24 hours that we all have, we all sleep six, seven, eight of them. We all eat an hour and a half. We commute an hour, we, you know, whatever. You, you take out those things that you, you know, you kind of have to do. Well, it only leaves about 240 minutes to really be productive. Right. About 240 minutes that we can really focus on things that will make a difference in our lives, make a difference in our businesses. Right. So it's it's what I choose to focus on for every one of those 240 minutes. Right. I want to put through that kind of a, that kind of a strainer. So it's too easy to be busy being busy. And that is cancer. Yeah, dude, that's amazing. And Toby, let me ask you this one, one, uh, one again. Thank you for being on. But what uh, if people you know want to reach out to you, get a hold of you? How can they how can they do that? And, uh, you know. I'm pretty easy. I'm, I'm Toby Milroy at our AMS or Toby Milroy at Gmail or atlasmarshallartsoftware.com is the easiest, easiest thing. I mean, uh, you know, the core of the company uh, is, you know, we're, we're uh, very heavy in the martial arts tuition billing and, and collections area. We're very heavy in the software area, very heavy in the, heavy, heavy in the website area, very heavy in the marketing uh, tools area. So pretty much any of that stuff you can find us. Good. Uh, pretty simple. Perfect. Yeah, well, we appreciate it, sir. Thank you. And it was nice seeing you again. Yeah, anytime, man. We got to catch up more. We'll definitely do that. We'll have you on for a whole nother show in the new year. We got a lot coming on. We got a lot going on this year. So keep in touch. I will, without a doubt. But thank you so much. You have a That's great all. day. Be safe. Bye, all, right. all right. Bye, sir. All right. Well, that was outstanding, wasn't it? Yeah, that was amazing. Is yeah. our next guest ready to come in yet or no? Any no. Uh, who are we supposed to have on? Who's that Master Chung Park at 1140? Okay. All right. Well, we do have Master Perez, Herb Perez. So let me let me reach out to him and maybe he could jump on a little bit earlier. With yeah, go ahead. And then I just wanted to reiterate a couple of things because I was taking notes uh, and hopefully everybody else has taken notes. But uh, I, I like that he talked about rewarding your team. You know, uh, we do an end of the year party. Uh, and, uh, you know, we always like this year we're doing a secret Santa, you know, with everyone. And then, I, of course, I've got gifts and stuff and uh, that I'm going to do with them. And then uh, deliberate resting time. You know me. I'm, I'm all about closing down and not, you know, not having the studio open. And uh, I've never thought of the staff training boot camps before, though. Um, and and I, 
I don't know that I would do that this year, uh, you right. know, to close out the year, but but I'm not opposed to it next year. And then, you know, what struck me on number number four was when he talked about schedule, scheduling time out to plan, <clears throat> and he was talking about, um, you know, what you do right, what you do wrong. It reminded me of, you know, the uh, event journal that you introduced me to. Yeah. Yeah, you know, where you 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 taught all your clients to when you had an event, you write down obviously the event name, and then every single thing that you did in order to, you know, get the event off the ground, and then afterwards you sit back. Okay, how did the event go? What do I need to change for the future? Yes, yes, you know. And then I I said, uh, well, you know, I didn't I didn't write it down. I did it all digitally, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. other than that, it was still the same thing. So I I liked that. Yeah, you know, one thing, though, that it's funny because, you know, if you're in in the thick of things doing your thing day to day, you know, and um, when you go back to do that again, there are probably like 20 things at the end of the second event. You damn, I thought I was going to remember what I should have remembered the first time. Yeah. So when you have that event journal, it's there. Like, what mistakes did you make? You know, what things could you have done better? And then you look at that event journal and you say to yourself, well, wow, what did I charge? How many people did I have? What was the response? You know, and you have all this stuff diaried and, you know, journaled so that you can continuously, you know, remember without making any mistakes. Yeah, and you and you don't have to write a dissertation. You just right. gotta write some small things about it. And then yeah. I love the, you know, being personally responsible for your staff's uh, goals. Um, I know that uh, what was it, uh, maybe four months ago, <clears throat> Mr. Bean, because he's in charge of the staff, he went through and uh, asked them all their personal. He goes, "I want one personal goal and one business goal." You know, right. so your work goal and then a personal goal. And then, um, you know, he, he had them, you know, write all that down. And then he had a meeting with him during the staff meeting with, all, you know, all of them. And, and every month he checks up uh, on those. So I, I love that, you know, Toby said something about that because I think that that's important. That that's important. Yeah. Yeah. He was saying, he was just saying on the, uh, on the private message, he said, man, you kick me off that quick, just like that. I'm off. Right. Like, he's <laughs> Oh, Toby. Yeah. Toby was saying, so, um, yeah, so we were waiting for Chung, but I don't know if he's going to make it. So I do have Herb Perez. He's going to be coming up next, I believe. And I just reached out to him if he wants to jump on a little early. But, um, you know, it's interesting, Dwayne. It's, it, I, I, when I do coaching, I find like the, you know, that old saying used to say the last part of the journey is that half inch of your skull to break yeah. through that, the skull and get to it. I find that sometimes so many people are, they've, developed an opinion and established a habit, whatever it may be, and they don't want to change it for whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe we could look into that a little bit more. Do we have another person on? Yeah, we got Stephen Oliver here. You want to bring him on? Yeah, he's a little early, but let's get him in. All right. Hey, guys. And, and, and maybe if Herb jumps in, we'll have him. Hey, how are you, sir? Hey guys, I'm really early, but I, I I was a little double booked a little later, and I heard uh, I heard you have a little bit of gap trying to fill some air. I thought I might might jump in early. Yeah, I was like listening it. to I I was listening to my buddy Toby. I mean, he's one of my favorite people in the world. He's great. Yeah, isn't he? yeah, he's oh, yeah, yeah. But, absolutely. Uh, so, sir, you're. I always say this, you know, people say, hey, you ever heard of Stephen Oliver? I'm like, how can you be in the industry and have never heard of the man? He's a legend and a genius. And um, I, I always appreciate our talks and our friendship. And you've always been great to me. So thank you for that. I appreciate yeah. that very much. Um, so uh, today we're just sharing, like maybe you could give a few tips on what you think school owners do right, what they should do better, et cetera. So the floor is yours. Especially moving into 2022. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I might pick up on something that Toby said for a second. Um, he talked about doing the intensive staff training. Uh, that's something that, um, uh, that he did with us many years ago. But what I always try to do is I try to do two different things. I try to do a retreat where it's what are our values, what are our goals, what are we trying to accomplish, where are we missing that? Okay. And then an intense like two or three days staff training where it's here's how we do an intro, here's how we do an enrollment conference, here's how we do you know uh, our marketing pieces, everything else. And those are two completely different things, right? Right, right. One tends to be we're in the mountains, you know, someplace with you know a hot tub and a nice view, and we're spending three days intensively figuring out what the next one, five, 10 years looks like. Okay. And that's a way that you avoid that non-invented here syndrome, right? You get everybody on the same page. Right. And then, you know, just the intense, and I, I would always do it first week of the month of, of January, because I feel like over the holidays, they all forget what you trained them and did anyway. Right. Um, but we would always have our biggest cash month of the year in December and our biggest enrollment month of the year in January. So I had to really focus them on on marketing and, and intro sales process that first week of the year to make sure they're sharp. Okay. And it's easy for people to get kind of off their rhythm over the holidays anyway, if you know what right, I mean. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, on on track with what your theme is, I, I, I think there's two things that are that are kind of the elephant in the room. One is we're populated. We're in an industry where people think really small and they can have really minor results, poor financial results, and, you know, break their arm patting themselves on the back without yeah. having a, a recognition of what's possible. And within our team, within my client group, we got a bunch now of million-dollar-a-year schools, right? 80, 80 90 $120,000, $130,000-a-month single schools. And my mission for them for in the next 18 to 24 months mm -hmm is to have a, a big group of $2 million a year schools. And, and when I say that, I mean, not daycare. Right. Right. Now, some of them do some of that stuff, but that's not in the million dollar a year, a million dollar a year teaching traditional martial arts in the normal way, not driving vans to pick people up and all, all that stuff. Right. 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 Um, and, and, and the, the formula for that is pretty straightforward. It's 300 students and an average of 300 revenue per month. Right. And, what um, what I think the, the smallness in thinking is, is, is I see this all the time, is I'll say something like that. And I even heard, you know, what's the morons? Uh, well, I can't remember their names, but, you know, one of the other guys doing consulting, I, I made the mistake of watching their live cast. They said, well, some people say they're a million dollar year school, but that's that's a myth. There's no such thing. <laughs> well, I got to tell you what. One, there's a bunch of them. And two, there's two types. There's people who have. 20,000 square foot warehouse, they do 20 different things and they have run, run a daycare and they're at the end of the day, they're broke. Right. Because they have a lot of activity. Yeah, My guy, what's that? And exhausted. And exhausted. That's exactly right. <laughs> 20 different staff people running around and, and all that stuff. On, on the other side of it, my guys are running 90,000 a month, 60,000 a month profit, have a, an operation that's, that's moving, you know, smoothly. We get together in a meeting and I'll say, who, who feels like you can just open a spigot and put in many, many students that you want at any time? And that's almost everybody. Is yeah. they, Once you get the marketing, student retention, and the pricing right, you've got a machine. And you've got a machine that puts you into the high six figures net income. And really, my mission is to have 15 or 20 seven-figure net income schools in the next 18, 20 months. So, so wow. it's, it's – and again – 
that blows people's minds, right? They 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 yeah. just the 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 vast majority of the industry can't think that way. But I mean, hell, when I was 23, I was running a two million dollar a year operation, and that was in 1983 dollars. Right. And and again, I mean, I just stopped talking to people back then because they didn't believe me. They thought I was lying. Yeah. Uh, so that I think that's number one is people have to really expand their thinking and get a bigger vision of what's possible. Right. And and it's not about having 22 different programs and about being a daycare and all that right, stuff. Right, right. It's about teaching really strong martial arts. And there's really three components to that. And if I think if everybody really focused on that, and I'll add a bonus one, do what Toby did. You know, there's six boys, yeah. no, there's seven. Uh, the bonus one, by the way, is stop participating in the insanity going on everywhere. Right. Especially if you're in a... Uh, uh, a state populated by uh, by lunatics, right? Right. Yeah. Where you you know New Jersey, New York, California, yeah. Illinois. You know, you, you, yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, one is I've been watching this from day one. Most of our members in 2020, first year of this craziness, were even or up anywhere from 15 to 20, 25 percent. Right. They weren't down. Now right. a lot of my friends who run really big schools. We're down 50%. Right. You know, people like Bill Clark, Danny Shulman, uh, Sergio Von Schmeling, you can go through the list. They were way down. But our guys were staying even or even up 15, 20, 25%. Right. And the big mistake people made then was they stopped marketing. Yeah. And the really big mistake that most people make is they don't do what, and I stole this from Jay Abraham, build the marketing parthenon. In other words, have 20 different things going on every month that are working. Right. So and I'll, uh, the, the 2020 example is we were doing a bunch of stuff with movie theaters. And we were doing a bunch of stuff with July 4th events and other live events and, right. and after school programs and PE teachers for the day and all kinds of stuff in elementary schools. All of that stuff disappeared. Right. However, we were also doing a crap load of stuff on Facebook and we were doing a crap load of stuff on Google. And we were doing a, 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 a crap load of direct marketing, meaning direct mail, email list, et cetera. Right. And all of that stuff skyrocketed, right? Yeah. So we had enough of a base of stuff going on that just because a few of them got killed, and by the way, a bunch of them got killed, right. the others kept going. Right. The, the, and the mistake I saw everybody do was they said, oh, it's COVID, we can't enroll new people. And our response was, oh, yeah, you can enroll a bunch of new people. Uh, just you got to keep cranking. And in fact, you got to crank it up, not, not back it down. Yeah. Right. If that makes sense. No, it oh, totally yeah. does, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. So I, I would say that there's, you know, that's the first thing is you got to be realistic, right? In, sorry about that. In our, uh, our, I yell at everybody else about that, then I leave my ring around. Uh, you know, in our environment, and I've been, as you know, I've been paying real close attention to this and really trying to, you know, save as many schools as possible. I don't yeah. know what it was, 35 or 40, 50% succumbed to the stupidity. Yes. But all the way along, look at the CDC numbers. If you were under 45 years old and healthy, you didn't have any problems. Right. Right. Kids never had any problems with this. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like it was like flu season. No big right. deal. However, if you're 70 and had diabetes and other comorbidities and were 50 pounds overweight, you were screwed. Right. right, right. But for martial arts schools, almost all of our clientele were in the category where they don't have any problems, where if we're sensible about what we do, there's no issues. And the you know in your case you've got governors and mayors and one thing or another who have been trying to kill you 
you know, I, I'm in kind of a, you know, a, a middle ground ish. You know, we've got a wacky liberal governor. However, he just came out and said no more mask mandates. The, you know, the crisis is over and stuff. Uh, I'm sure because he recognized. And by the way, the guy's worth 400 million. He's a businessman. He knows he's not going to get reelected if he doesn't pull his head out of his ass and stop this craziness. Right. 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 Um, on the other hand, I was just down in L.A. and they've, they've lost their freaking mind. Right. Uh, it's right. just it's just it's just ridiculous. But the the, the components for those four components here. Um, and I know you have Herb coming up here pretty quickly. But number one, fix your retention. Yeah. Is most schools spend so much time trying to get new people in that they never really sit down and look at how many people they're they're dropping out. Yeah. Yeah. In my case, when I talk to them, oftentimes their only measure is how many EFTs cleared and didn't clear. Right. 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 I want to know who's coming to class this week. Who's missing this week? Right. What percentage of our student body? If I have 300 students, I want to be losing three or four a month. I don't want to be losing, uh, you know, uh, uh, 10%. I don't want to be losing 20, 25 students a month. Right. And and some of the biggest schools I've seen, I mean, I don't know their numbers now, but Tim and Dave uh, Cover, I worked with forever. And they called it filling the beast. They had this big ass school, but they had to have 60 people a month to stay even. Well, see, that'll drive you crazy, right? Yeah. But if you have 300 students and you need three or four a month to, to stay even, you don't have to be a marketing genius. Right. And it's a lot cheaper and it's a lot easier to do that than it is to be constantly looking for new people. So that that's number two. Number one was build the marketing Parthenon. Yeah. Have a bunch of stuff going on. Be really good at it. And, and the, the third point is everybody who's listening to this. Well, I'll, I'll go back to point number two. Everybody who's listening to this has to do double or triple what they're doing now to market their school. I guarantee everybody's doing way too little to market their school and they have way too high of expectations for everything they touch. Right. You've got to, you know, you got to have frankly low expectations for results, realistic idea of what the cost per enrollment is, but get a lot of stuff going on. Right. So right. you've got, you've got marketing Parthenon, fix your retention. And so get it to where you're losing no more than one or 2% a month. And then the third thing that is essential is everyone here probably needs to double their pricing right is that at the very least they need to raise it uh but my guys who are going to be two million dollar a year schools i guarantee to be there they'll be at 397 a month for a new enrollment and they'll be at 600 a month for a a a leadership program wow and by the way you don't have the balls to do that if you don't have the marketing parthenon in place Right. If you don't have the next bus coming in, you're par- you're panicked about, you know, raising the price. Right. And number two, if your retention isn't already good is, you know, that the place to start isn't that you've got to You've got to make sure you got good service. Right. Right. And um, um, and I'll leave on number three is or num- or a, a sub point of the retention is I think all martial artists are fixated on. I, I know I was when I was 12, 15, 18, 24 fixated on the physical activity that we do right fixated on the kicks the punch the grappling the chokes all all that crap right but what fixes retention is fixing relationship and getting the student to have long-term goals not short-term goals right if you fix the relationship and that means they feel welcome they feel loved they feel you know wrapped in wool cloth to quote nick okinus from years ago uh, that every time they come in, you're greeting them by name, you're touching them physically three times, you're right. using their name three times, you're making contact, mm-hmm. eye contact. If they're not at class at 615, at, at 624, you're calling. 
right. uh, to make sure they're okay and to uh, schedule a makeup. That's number one. It's relationship. Yeah. People will be there if they like you and they'll like you if they feel like you like them. And then it'll morph into they'll be there if they don't want to miss their friends. Right. If, if all their friends are there and they feel like they'd be letting their friends down, they didn't show up. They'll show up even if they don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yep, absolutely. Who's that? We got that Herb was, Perez. That <laughs> looks like Herb, Herb Perez out biking. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. But um, I'll finish the point. I I'll don't turn see it over anyone to but me. Well, um, Sensei Oliver, you're, that's a, everything you. you said. One second, Master Perez. Good to see you. Um, I, I think that I always say retention is marketing. Like people always yeah. think marketing is, you know, advertising new clients. But if you're not re- using retention, you're going to lose a ton of people and you're in this vicious cycle. So crazy. It's much, it's much cheaper and easier to keep a student than it is to go get a new one. Absolutely. If you want to hang with us for a few more minutes while Sensei Perez is on and, and, and are you there? Can you hear us? I, I'm, I'm going to pop into another meeting. If you wanted me to okay. pop back at the end, I'd be happy to. All right, but, keep uh, it. Yeah, keep it. I, check I, 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 I might point out something is, um, um, you know, in, in all the COVID craziness, we had put up a big package for everybody called Martial Arts Stimulus uh, right. to help everybody. It's completely free. You know, it's not an attempt to pitch anybody anything. MartialArtsStimulus.com. So okay. anybody who would like to see what our guys were doing during the uh, 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 and doing right now to hit these numbers, you know, just take advantage of that. It's not a pitch, and it is completely free. I'll also put it in our list, martialartsstimulus.com. Yeah. And okay. uh, uh, Master Perez, long time no see. Great to see you. Can you hear us, sir? Hello. I don't think he can hear us. Hello. <laughs> I don't think so. Hello. We could hear you, but you can't hear us. So we had we the, uh, the, the 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 beauty of live production, right? I know exactly. Yeah. All right, all right, Sensei. We'll talk to you real soon. Thanks for being on with us. You have a good day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. All righty. Master Perez, can you hear us? Dwayne, I can't hear you now. Uh oh, Dwayne, what happened? Only quiet right now. I could hear Master Perez, but I can't hear you, Dwayne. Your microphone is out. Master Perez, can you hear us? Hello. I, I don't know. I don't know. I can, can you see me? Can you hear me? Dwayne, I think we might have to sign back out and sign back can in. Can you hear me? I could hear you. Yes, I can hear you. Dwayne, why don't you sign out and sign back in? Nope. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I can't hear you. (laughs) Bear with us, everybody. If you could hear me, bear with us. Yes, sir. I see me. Right. So the thing is, if um, I hang up, like if I log off, then I have everything out. 
Okay, but I can't hear you on the broadcast, so we have a dead broadcast. I think everybody can hear. Let me ask the listeners, can you hear me, listeners? Because Master Perez is out there. Yeah, I can hear you, but I can't hear. Um, I can hear you. Well, can you hear me now? But, but I can't hear you. So we're going to have to stop and start again. Can you? Hello? Yeah. Master Perez, is, can you hear us? Can you hear me? I can hear you, but your sound is very weird. Your sound is like broken up and deep voice. You sound like Darth Vader. Yeah, that might just be the reception, being that it's uh, the way it's set up. But Dwayne, I can't hear Dwayne. Dwayne just lost audio, so. It sounds very, um, very odd. Can we sign back? Like can we sign out, Dwayne, and then just start the broadcast up again? With the same link? I can't, I, I can't understand you. But let okay. me let me try to sign off and sign on again. Edwin, why don't you sign off and restart? And I'll come back in. We're going to sign off, everybody, and start a new broadcast. All right, let me sign off and try to sign on again. How about now? Hello? Hello. Hey, can you hear me, sir? Hello. Yeah, it's still the same sound. It's like a very, it sounds like the sound is almost. How about now? Can you uh, hear us? Dwayne, can, can I hear me? It sounds like it's slow. The sound is slowed down. It sounds very low. I don't know if I sound normal to you guys. You do sound normal to us. You sound yeah, you're normal. Good. And I could hear you, Dwayne. We're all set back in. All right, keep going. All right. So, Master Perez, if you could hear me, maybe quickly. I know you're busy out there staying healthy. I love that about you. Can you quickly tell us like a few tips for 2022 that you recommend school owners do? I Maybe if you type the question, I can answer the question. Because okay, the sound, I can't, I can't understand the sound. Okay, I'm typing it in your chat. All right. I'm getting ready. Sorry, I'm on my bicycle, but I was, uh, I was, I, I was waiting. I know you guys have some crazy important people here, and then I, I'm on my morning bike ride, so I look kind of funny. Okay, I sent it out to you just now on our personal chat. So did you type it in Messenger or on the chat here? Let in, me look. In, mes in Messenger. All right, let me. I have to go back. To no, no, no. Just do it in here, Ali. Do it in our chat. Do it in the host chat. Okay, I'll, I'll do it in the host chat. How do yeah, because otherwise he's got to leave the screen. Can you do it, Dwayne? Okay, I got it. I got it. I'm going to yeah. do it right now, Sensei Perez. All right, let me see if I can see a question. <laughs> just tell him to make up my question. Just tell him to talk about 2020. Oh, wait. I see something. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Oh, okay, great. So this year, this past year has been a great year to think about what was valuable in our schools and what we could do moving forward to be better for the future. So one of the things that I think you guys are aware of is we reinvested in our core values. So what I think one of the schools, one of the things the school should do is really take a good look 
and its membership and try to figure out what your most valuable member is, what type of member it is, and then go back to your core value of loyalty. When I went back to my schools and thought about my experience in martial arts schools, my instructors, every one of them, initially did not take me as a student. They told me to go away, actually. Uh, the one I stayed immediately came, went back downstairs and signed myself up. And then the other, who was probably the most impactful martial artist in my life, Sifu Paul Vizio, I went home and immediately called back and said, tried to find a way that he would take me as a student. As I looked back on the past two years of this pandemic, what I noticed was we were taking, we had 850 students in one of our schools. And I realized that, to be honest, I didn't like about 600 of them. And when the pandemic hit, I realized that a good portion of them probably didn't like us that much either in the sense of they didn't understand what we did, they didn't value what we did or do. And so we would be better off without them as members. So in our new facility, I've decided to reinvest in my core values. I've decided to reinvest in the student base that I really do enjoy and that value what we do and charge a higher price point. I've always, had that when I first opened somewhere along the way, I got a little bit lost and we started taking a lot more students that probably didn't uh, deserve to train with us in one way or another, or couldn't value what we valued. So we have instituted a interview process with the parent. We've in, uh, done a interview with the student and then we actually have the students write an essay and then after that, I'll make a decision whether they belong in our facility or in one of my other facilities. And if they don't fit either of those, then we send them somewhere else. We'll refer them to another school in the area that's not affiliated with us. Hmm. And part I did this because I realized during the pandemic that we were wasting a lot of time with people that were not invested in what we were going to do for their children in the long term. And so it would be better for us to use that time, charge more, and really get the value that we wanted for the student and have that translate down to the family. Now that may sound a bit extreme, but it's a better use of our time, quite honestly. It's a better use of our community's time. And then we have exactly in our facilities we've created the environment we want for those students. The final point of that is, you know, we have instituted a 24 hour decision process. So once we make an offer to a student, they have 24 hours to respond. If they don't, we move on to the next student and we, we take that student. Wow. That's one of the things we're doing. The other thing I think would be helpful is I think we took a hard look at all the energy and time and money we were spending trying to uh, and was really a value for that. And if there was a value, what that value was and whether we could be doing it differently or better. So we have uh, over the past 
14 years, we've raised $1.5 million for our community. I served in my community as an elected official as mayor. And then we um, were spending about $100,000 a year in various um, activities that made the community feel good, whether it was art and wine festivals and uh, events like that. So we have taken a hard look at that, as I think most of us should, and decided where we would be better serving the community and where our impact would be better felt. So I think it's time for all of us as school owners to really look at where we're spending our money to promote our businesses and how we're helping the community. Yes, sir. those two values. Fantastic. Right. We appreciate it, Herb. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much for popping on. All right, we got uh, Grandmaster Chung Park. How are you, sir? Hello, gentlemen. What's going I'm on, doing, sir? Doing tremendous, going 200 miles an hour, trying to finish out a strong year. All of our schools and also Spark as well. Um, yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about 2022, if you would, and give you know give our listeners you know what they need to be focusing in on for 2022, if you would. I think um, I think um, 2021 was a, a, a pinnacle year for us. All right, and 2022 is a year that can you can a school owner has an opportunity to really set higher level of goals, different goals than previous. And, and let me tell you why 2021 is very very important. Okay, 2020 was. We all know what 2020 was, the year the pandemic hit. Right. I mean, it was just mass confusion, chaos, fear, everybody just trying to just survive. Okay. Yeah. And 2021 was the year we accepted our new way of life, the change in humanity. Okay. And understanding that this pandemic is here to stay. And we have to live our lives around it, adjust mm -hmm. our lives accordingly, including our business. Okay. And I think I hope everyone has realized the impact this pandemic has on the martial arts industry. I think it was um, scary, but it also, I think it turned out to be more positive. And that's, that's the most important mindset we need to have. With that said, it's very important that you study 2021 okay meaning what happened in your school and there's there's two things that you need to study okay number one personally okay yeah how was my school different in 2021 because of the pandemic okay so think about that psychologically emotionally and then second you got to turn to reality data. You got to study your data. Okay. Yeah. I, I hope everyone as a school owner, you understand basic data, which is basic statistics. Yeah. Okay. Analyze that and come up with a rounded figure. Okay. You should have that data within the next uh, week or so, because, you know, uh, we're about to end in 2021. 
And if and Master Park, all they have to do is get Spark and hit the in uh, the uh, ultimate yeah, stats yes, on the dashboard. Yes, and, yes, and for, yes, for Spartans, go into the ultimate stats and print it. And you know what? We're going to have downtime during the holidays. Yeah, it's a perfect opportunity to log into Spark, look at all the ultimate stats and the KPIs. Yes. Okay. And and take 2021 and then go back to 2019. We really yeah. can't count 2020. Right. Okay? Right. So take 2019 and 2021 and do analysis. So that way you can clearly see the life before and after the pandemic. Right. Okay. So that way you understand how you've been impacted. Okay. Because sometimes, you know, when we're on a roller coaster ride before the change, the changes yeah. we, we don't, we don't know, you know, I mean, right. the, the human mind forgets, we forget yeah. everything. That's just the way it is. Yeah. So you're going to have to really memorize what happened in 2019 before the pandemic year. Yeah. Analyze what happened after the pandemic year, which is 2021. Right. And then set realistic goals for 2022 based on those data. Okay. Okay. And, and, and I think that's very important. And based on those, I think you're going to be alarmed and surprised, you know, seeing yeah. those two year end datas. And I think that's going to really um, give you a little bit more of a uh, reality, understanding how your 2022 is going to be. And also um, make the necessary adjustment you need, you know, with your business. Yeah. Number one, um, realize the reality impact this pandemic has on humanity. Number one, it brought the technology to the forefront of humanity. Right. We were all forced to turn to the World Wide Web now here to stay as a way of life. Okay. I mean, the, the, the Zoom life is here to stay. Right. Okay. I mean, these profess professors coming at big screens with all the students just talking to them from their living room of their home. Yeah. Is, is natural. Yeah. A lot of these corporations are, they're not going back to the office space. Right. Okay. They're cutting down a lot of operations. So you want to kind of understand the business environment, the corporate environment, how they pivoted and make the same adjustments. Okay, because way of doing business has changed in every aspect, even in martial arts. Yes, so, sir. So, so, so psychologically, you have to consciously be aware what were those changes in my school. Right. Okay. And how can I make those changes positively in a way to number one, cut down my operation costs and increase my profit? Right, right. Okay, because, you know, old habits are hard to break, right? Right. So what old habits before the pandemic do I still have in 2021 that I need to get rid of for 2022? Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's, 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 it's that time of the year where you need to change your mindset and be mindful about the coming new year. Right. Okay. I love that. So, so, yeah. sir, that's super powerful. I, I think that, right, Dwayne? What do you think about like that's just something that Dwayne and I love talking about as well as like mindset shift. And you're right. 
I, I actually found some positive um, shifts in mindset with the clients coming in after COVID. It seems like people are a little bit more loyal. Yes. They, they really liked what we did and then respected what we did more so than the ones before where we're more of like a commodity. They bought us and sold us and could care less. Now it seems like people really are back to those core values. You know, that's that, that I really enjoy that about my school right now. And keep in mind, the percentage of schools that no longer exist in your community. Right. I, mean, I literally, in my school, you know, in my headquarters school, I mean, when I walk out, I mean, like, I'm talking, I could take a rock literally and throw it at, at, at the schools that was nearby. Oh, yeah. I saw that when I came to visit you. They yeah. Right and, uh, unfortunately, they're not around anymore. Ah. Yeah. I mean, there was a school literally across the street that's been in the community for a couple of decades and they were, they, you know, they're no longer around. Yeah. So, you know, um, that's hurt our industry, but at the same time, the schools that have survived and it's in existence today yeah. are thriving because of that. Yes, I mean, sir. I mean, listen, there, there were schools I had no business being in, right. in the first place. Right, right, exactly. You know, those schools are all gone. Yes, sir. And then the next tier of schools that were surviving, getting by, making a living, but did not have a strong SOPs in place, right. marketing's in place, right. okay? And and the product wasn't strong. They, they went out of business too. Yeah. And, and these were schools that's been around for, you know, like two, three decades. Yes, sir. And then now the next level of schools are the schools that has their crap together. Right, right, yes, sir. And those are the schools that, that are in existence today and that are thriving. Right, absolutely. So when you have like 30, 40% of your market share disappearing, of course, the 60% is going to reap the benefits of that. Okay. And that's right. even more of a reason why that as a school owner, you really need to um, strengthen your weaknesses for 2022. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I really love the Elliot, Ellie and I relate to this all the time with regards to stats. So uh, a lot of schools don't even know how to read their numbers. So I appreciate you bringing that up because that's highly important. In order for schools to thrive, this, this is, this has to be mandatory. Right. Okay. Yeah. And if, if you're really, I mean, there's three types of schools. Okay. The first type of school, they're no longer out. They didn't even keep stats. They don't even know what stats are. Okay. Right. And the second type of schools are schools that keep stats just basically that's it yeah they and don't know what to do with school is schools that keep stats and that utilize stats and act and plan accordingly to that and you want to be that third school yes sir you, you, you know they're like yeah i keep stats well what do you do with it you just right. keep it in your brain right okay, well i know how my school's doing okay great what are you going to do with that yeah exactly you know so it's kind of like you know it's kind of like Going to the doctors, getting the blood work done, and you get the results, and you see that your cholesterol's high, okay, and 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 you got some problems going on, but you don't do anything about it. Okay, I got to do something about it, but you know, you just go about your way of life until yeah, right, absolutely. Well, sir, well, awesome. we appreciate you hopping on, sir, and being a part of this, uh, our, our our last pot podcast for the year, and uh, setting up everybody up for twenty twenty two. Thanks, sir. <laughs> Thank hey, you, you guys. Make it a great holiday. Merry Christmas. God bless you and your family. Yes, sir. And we'll get dinner when I come back to visit Florida in the next month or so.
Yes, sir. Stone crabs. Let's go get stone crabs. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. See you later. All right. Bye, sir. So we have Gus on, and then we have Gil also. If Gil's listening in, maybe we could throw him on as well because Gus and Gil are friends and they know each other. So maybe we can do all four of them together because we have Gil's one. not here, but I have Solomon Brenner waiting as well. So okay, well we could. Why don't we have Solomon hang for a few minutes? See if Gil comes back on. I'll tell Gil to try to check in. But anyway, Gus, great to have you here. So we got Gus uh, Lopez with Lead Hunter Media, the guy that gets me all my Facebook leads. <laughs> Hey, what do what school there. owners need to be uh, looking forward, you know, and, and uh, setting up for 2022 in order to be successful? Yeah, yeah. So I definitely think uh, I like how everybody uh, kind of hit on mindset uh, as, you know, being one of the most important things. So uh, I won't get too much into that, but uh, I will get into some things marketing wise that I think are some big opportunities here um, coming in 2022 that I think everybody should be having. Uh, number one, obviously, you have to have a, a system in place that has these three things. So number one, that's getting new leads and getting new people in the door. Uh, number two, uh, something that is nurturing those leads um, and actually getting them in through the door. And then number three, having a process for actually once you get the leads in uh, and get them through the door, having a process where you can actually uh, close them and enroll them, whether that be a sales process, uh, that you have or that you've learned over the years. So those are the three main things as far as uh, getting people in the door and, and converting them. And I'm sure uh, you guys have a lot of insights on on that because you're really good at at that process, right? Um, yeah, but forget, forget about us. I have a question for you. Like what you're the marketing guru, right? So what do you suggest for people that are like, I don't know, like your digital advertising, you're doing TikTok ads now, YouTube ads now, Facebook ads, you do uh, Google AdWords, like the whole entire thing. What do you think is a budget that, or what do you think people, what, what would be their budget if they're trying to figure out, hey, can I afford this or should I be doing it? And Dwayne, do you have any other quick questions for Gus? No. <clears throat> so what do yeah. you think, Gus? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, as long as the budget uh, that you have, I mean, the, the budget's arbitrary, right? I mean, you can spend anywhere from like 500, uh, to like $3,000 a month on, on advertising on ad spend. Uh, but yeah, I, I think just a big opportunity coming in 2022 is just being open to those new advertising platforms. Like, uh, for example, we just started doing TikTok, uh, and you know, we've been doing some of the other platforms. I know Facebook is, is uh, you know, it's been going on for a while. So I think just just keeping an eye on these new platforms. Um, it is really important moving into 2022. And then number two, making sure that uh, you achieve a level of omnipresence, just uh, you know, a little bit kind of how Mr. Oliver was saying uh, about really being everywhere and having that marketing system nailed down. Uh, and you do that by pretty much being everywhere, being on Facebook, being on Instagram, you know, being on TikTok, being on Google. Um, really, you want people to see you everywhere so that you have that level of awareness. Um, and then capturing people through these different platforms, um, I think that that's something that's very important that everybody should kind of look into uh, moving forward into 2022. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm I trying. Agree. To, I, I think that's great stuff. So, Gus, so that um, if people want to get in touch with you to chat about possibly you handling their marketing or giving them advice on marketing, don't they get a one-on-one -on -one call that you could do like an evaluation of their school, their website? Their, you know, systems and so on. 
Yeah, yeah. So if they want to, you know, if you want to book a free call, even if we don't work together, I can just kind of give you an action plan. Uh, you know, you can go to leadhuntermedia.com forward slash apply uh, hyphen schedule. And then uh, you can go ahead and uh, book a free call there, or you can go to leadhuntermedia.com uh, or our Facebook group, Martial Arts Marketing for Sporters. Okay, good, dude. And I don't know why you wouldn't uh, get a free uh, call with you just to figure out where you're at and then, and then moving forward, whether they use your service or not. But um, yeah, and, and I, I just want to throw this out there. I, I think a good percentage with regards to what you're saying, a good percentage to spend on uh, advertisement in totality is at least 10% of your gross profit needs to go into advertising every single month. And that's just to maintain. If you want to grow, then you need to bump that up to 15 to 20% of your gross in most cases in order to do, in order to, um, you know, get, get the growth that you're looking for. And then once you get to the 200 student mark that you want or the 300 student mark that you want, you might be able to back that off a little bit to just the 10 to 12% to maintain every single month. Cause you don't have to, but you do have to spend more in a growth phase than you are at a maintenance phase. So I just want to throw that out to everybody. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, if you look at the numbers, you know, if you, if you have a client, a lifetime value of one to $3,000 and you're spending a certain amount of money every month to acquire, you know, 10, 15, 20 new people, then obviously it makes sense, uh, you know, moving forward. All right, Gus, I appreciate it, man. All right, Gus, I'll talk to you on Friday. By the way, Gus and I also do a podcast and that podcast is uh, called uh, Marketing for Martial Arts School Owners. Um, podcast that's on Fridays at 1230. So if you want to tune in on that, you have to become a member of the group. And now we have uh, Master Solomon Brenner right here with us. He's driving. See you later, Gus. And, uh, and uh, that's uh, that's illegal to drive and podcast, right? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Well, hi, guys. A lot of great information you guys have. I think it's wonderful what you're doing for the industry. It's just like super here. It's 58 degrees right now, so I could not miss an opportunity to go golfing um when uh that happened so yeah like my only choice of being on here was to do this and i was thought i'd get to the golf course a little bit early but as always uh, my greatest plans didn't work out so i thought about you when uh chung park was grandmaster park was talking about you know uh taking to 2019 and 2021 and using those as the comparison with regards to moving forward so basically I didn't say this to him, but the reason I thought about you was golfing. So basically, 2020 was a mulligan. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, not for us. I mean, we grew through 2020. So for us, it was consistent growth. It was, yeah, and we dipped a little bit, like when the first, you know, everything closed down, and we didn't know what to do. But for us, it wasn't a mulligan. I mean, we were very profitable in 2020. We have such a good team, like. For us, it wasn't. I know for other people, like I hear all these horrible stories, I feel bad for them, but we couldn't do that. Right. Hey, so, uh, and then Chung Park also brought up about uh, stats. And uh, I know that might not be what you want to talk specifically about to everybody with 2022, but um, it again reminded me of the uh, martial arts collective with, re with regards to the stats that you know, you're asking the schools that are involved with that. That's, that's pretty elaborate as well. We, we, well, we offer to anybody who wants to do it for free. Uh, we have like a stat sheet and it does a lot of the calculations for them. And what's even better, I think, besides it calculates for them, it allows them to see all of our schools 
and a bunch of other schools across the country that are part of the martial arts CEO program or the collective. Um, it's pretty much the same thing now, but they get to see all of it. It's all free. Now, the reality of it is most schools don't do it. You know, our schools, of course, do it, but um, most don't because, you know, that's, I don't know why, you know, but the, I, I, don't, I don't know if you guys know this or not. Uh, I did some research. How much do you think the average school grosses in billing a month, the average in the country? Oh, gosh, 5,000? <laughs> What's your guess? What's your guess, Allie? I would say between five and seven. 12. The answer has been 12, 12 and 13. Okay. And that's horrible. I mean, yeah. that, like, we'd be closing that school. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. Nuts. And I think it's so, so, so sad that that's, you know, the, the state of affairs in, you know, in this world for these people. Um, anyway, so I thought that was, you know, a, but a, how, you know relevant, but same. how relevant is that number? And what I mean by that is, um, you know, that's that's in totality, right? So you're taking full time schools and part time schools. And well, well I'm, taking, I'm taking schools that use full time software. You know, they're using one of the bigger software companies. And I've, you know, I've done research with a few of them. So it's not just like me, like, you know, asking people on Facebook what they do. So they gross a little bit more than that in their school, right? Because that's just the billing piece of it. So they do a little bit better than that, but that's still, you know, we live in our bubble, like, uh, you know, our schools of, you know, like 40,000 is like where we're like, okay, everything will be okay. But we have schools that have been open only a couple of years that are doing 50, 60, you know, like regularly all the time, not like the month they got a bunch of paid in fulls. Right. Um, and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying like, I think the industry has so much place to go. Um, you know, there's so much improvement where I'm actually going to put a post out today. I'm super curious. I mean, the, the, I was at a seminar a few months ago or last month and somebody asked me, they, they said, they said, oh man, a lot of people here have it figured out. And my response was name one. And he looked around and he had, you know, he was pretty successful, you know, relatively. Right. And I was like, name one. And he looked around and he was like, well, this person, I was like, mm, I don't think so. And, you know, at the, where we were, they were at the top of their game, you know, who he might be pointing to. Right. But compared to any other industry, they'd be a complete failure. You know what I mean? Right. Like they'd be nothing. Um, so we're, anyway, I'm going to put a post up today about like who's interested in really scaling, like who's interested in like a licensing program. I don't know who's interested or not. I have no idea. Um, but I'm super curious who's doing that or, or who'd be interested in doing that. Cause I think with like us, I think if we just took what we already have and turned it into something that where they could generate instructors, they could generate, you know, they would have a curriculum that was designed to be taught and scaled, right? Like most curriculum, you're just teaching whatever you learned. Right. You're not really, you're not really teaching. Like there's no, you might have a road, you know, the, the best people have a rotating curriculum, right? Like that's right. the, what the best have, no, you know, I'm not sure how many people sat down and said, okay, if I wanted to scale this, if I wanted to turn, you know, if I wanted to open three schools in my area easily, also not work all that much, like teach class and do things I love, but not kill myself and have it and be able to, re, you know, create staff, you know, uh, uh, when I say easily, I don't really think easy is the answer. I think it's more of efficiently. Yeah, like more efficiently and way quicker than we do now where I can create a staff, you know, I can create a staff member in six months. And we have a girl who, you know, she she quit her. You might have saw the post. We kind of bragged about it. Uh, she quit her job, you know, making six figures. She works with us now. She's one of our partner schools. You know, she'll make 140 to 180 this year. She's been in business for three years, started karate three years ago. 
she's good at karate. Like, we, I mean, she trained like, a, you know, like a ton. You know, we do believe that at the end of the day, karate is the product. Right. Um, sure. You're a martial arts, you know, can't be like crappy karate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what people say McDojo. I think that's what they're referring to. It's like bad karate. Um, right. When I see when I see McDojo, I think the same thing you guys think, which is systematized, well-marketed, you know, a good business structure with good martial arts. Right. Like, and scalability. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to put that post out today. I don't know what's going to happen to it. So give um, us one Give us one thing for the new year, 2022, a school owner should absolutely focus on. No matter what, this is one thing or two things. Number one, it depends on that person, what they really want. Number two, I think I would say caution right now. I think everybody thinks they're a genius at this point. You know, like best year ever. It's great. For the most part, not many schools, from what I've seen, are doing many things differently. What's different is the economy is off the charts, you know. In uh oh, Uh, we lost you. Benefiting, am I still there? Yeah. Yes, now you are. Yeah. So you said the economy. They might be making. They might be making more money, but they're not really like you know. You think, oh man, I made an extra twenty grand this year, but you know, with inflation, you're really at the same spot. Number one. So I think I think, and I know everybody's saying how great it is. Everybody's a genius when it comes to when the you know when the stock market's going up. Everybody's a good picker of stocks, right? Uh, everybody's a genius. So I I think everybody needs to be like s- proud of themselves of where they are. Like definitely like re- you know like rejoice and celebrate a little bit. But it's only a matter of time before the music stops, right? And if you're not if you don't have a super good connection, so I guess this would be it. If you don't have a very purposeful connection with your students, you're screwed. Like you're out of luck. Yeah. Um, so, so to me, that's what I think school should focus on is that. Awesome. Thank you. We appreciate you coming on and being on with us for our last episode of the year. We can't hear you. You cut out again. Uh-oh. All right. Well, we lost him. <laughs> Today was without, with not without difficulty right as far as uh technology but it's pretty cool we jumped around the country we had uh you know uh, san antonio texas we had you know um in down in pennsylvania i mean we were all over the place illinois new york we had everybody from all over stephen oliver in colorado chung park in florida um you know so we had a whole bunch of people from around from texas yeah san antonio texas right i think well yeah so, so Dwayne, I thought that was pretty cool. What are your last thoughts? And I know we ran over a little, cause, but uh, what are your last thoughts? No, and- I, I would say, you know, closing out the year, um, I obviously, I think besides uh, all the technical difficulties, I would encourage our listeners to go back, uh, listen to their favorite one, their favorite person, yeah. or listen to the whole thing, except for the parts that, you know, we're trying to get people on. Yeah. Um, but write some of these things down. Uh, I, I like what Toby had said is, is take that, that time. You know, I learned that from uh, Grandmaster Hafner and he said he learned it from, uh, you know, Stephen Oliver. And so I, I'm almost positive that both of those gentlemen, uh, Grandmaster Hafner and Stephen Oliver, Oliver learned it from Nick, Nick Kokinas. Right. And that is get that yellow pad out and then just write things down. Yeah. And start dreaming, start imagining, start, you know, uh, journaling, uh, those things. I think that there's power in that. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't thought about next year, 
If you're one of those schools that don't take time off or very little time off, I think that you're doing yourself, your staff, and even your students a disservice right. by, by, by taking, not taking those time off. Um, and so just, just to let everybody know, we're almost closed almost two months out of the year. Right. And you calculate everything in. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to waste time on this call, somebody could reach out to me if they have questions of when are you closed? And, you know, I'll just give you my, uh, my 2022 schedule so you can just see it. So I don't have to explain yeah. it. But I think that that's really, really important. My, especially my full-time staff members, absolutely love that time off, that downtime. Yeah, of course. I I think that I I try to convince my clients that are uh, coaching clients to take time off, like to make sure that you, and they they go, nah, I don't mind. And I'm like, no, you need to take time off for a few reasons. One, because your your students probably would like a break anyway, and they they may come if you're open. So when they when you take off, they say, okay, let me let me rest as well. And I said, your team needs a break, and by all means, you need a break, even if you don't have to go in. Just knowing the school's closed for that period of time gives you a little sense of clarity where you're not like, oh, my God, is everything OK? Let me check the cameras. Let me go in. Let me talk to whoever. Um, so we, we just do that and we shut down for a week or so or 10 days. We, we are um, having a little fun over the break is we are doing that holiday virtual scavenger hunt again. Oh, you are? That's cool. Yes. And uh, I've got a lot. A ton of people are excited. They had such a blast last year with it. And we're going to do it again you. this year. So that'll be fun, you know, to do that. Yeah, I've been wanting to do that as well. And I haven't. And I said, I'm going to do one, a virtual one as well. Because even though that we're open, people still like to do it in their house, you know. And Well, last month we did a, uh, another virtual bingo. It was a uh, Thanksgiving, you know, virtual oh, bingo um, that was well attended. And that was just off the heels of us closing for two weeks. Yeah. You know, because of the the COVID that happened, you know, through the, right. the school. Um and then uh, I decided, you know what, let's just, and I announced it on that bingo. I said, hey, who would be interested in like everybody, you know? Yeah. 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 So you're, we're going to do the holiday one. Uh, awesome. Here. Well, you and I are going to talk, obviously, but we're not doing another show until the new year. So, but uh, you and I will be in touch, but I I, pre- I just want you to know, I, I said this before, I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate doing these podcasts with you and, you know, you're always there to listen when I need someone to talk to and, uh, I, I thank you for being you, Dwayne. Thanks for being a good friend. My pleasure. And it's, it's mutual, right? I mean, uh, I reach out to you, you know, crying when I need to, too. So <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad we're there for each other. I mean, that's amazing. Even though we live thousands and thousands of miles away from each other, I see you more than I see some of my, my close friends that are local locals. Oh, right. Yeah. My best friends. I hang out with you more than I hang out with my best friends. Yeah, there you go. So good. All right. You dude. Know, I mean, like when I say my best friends, I mean, the ones that I grew up with from yeah. high school, there's two of them that we still are friends. That's what right. I mean. Right. That's so, awesome. Well, not that you're me. not one of my best friends. I just mean locally. No, no, I understand. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, I appreciate you and I appreciate all the listeners and thank you for being a part of our podcast, 302nd episode. And uh, we look forward to 2022. Yes, I think it's going to be a phenomenal year for everyone. So, all right, all right, awesome. all right dude. Well, have Merry a Christmas, day. Happy New Year, man. Yes, sayonara. Have a good day. Take care. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you for joining us for another episode of Martial Arts School Owner Talk podcast. This would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors. Please check out Elite Insights for all your website needs. LeadHunterMedia.com, your online digital marketer and content provider. Academy Kings BJJ Growth Consulting and Management Group at GrowMyAcademy.com. SparkMembership.com, hands down the best martial arts software for school owner management on the planet. GetKarateStudents.com, a martial arts growth consulting company for all your systems. AdHealthCoaching.com, helping school owners create a whole nother revenue stream for their school. We will see you next time.